For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you're having a great week. Have you seen our new website? Ooh-wee, rebelparenting.org. Brand new website. I hope you enjoy it. Find any bugs or hiccups on it and let me know at help at rebelparenting.org. Also at rebelparenting.org, please consider a donation to us. We live by the support of our listeners. You can donate at rebelparenting.org slash donate. Good pod for you today. Susanna Pressner is in talking about a hard subject, the truth about porn and your teens. Lots of statistics and a lot of help and resources for what you can do if there is a struggle in your family. Let's dive into it. Here is Susanna Pressner on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? So good to see you this morning. Hi, everybody. Hi. We've got Woo. our friend Susanna Pressner in the studio today. It's so nice having people in the studio. Normally, we've got someone on a split screen, and so we're like setting it up so that the camera's in front of their faces, and then we're not looking all over the place. But having you in the studio is great. Thanks for being mm-hmm. here. Thanks for having me. We've and been... I've known Susanna for about a decade, I think. Literally, because my son's 14. 14. Okay, yeah. so we met at Mops. We love Mops. We support mops. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. We served on the team together. Yep, and so I've known you a long time. <laughs> and then she invited me to play volleyball oh, in oh, town, oh, did which was right. so much fun. Yes. Oh, so anyway. That's right. We were just recommending to a mom. She's got... Uh, two little ones. Or one on the way and a two-year-old. And a seven-year-old. And we were like, you should go to the big mops group. Like... Because brand new to town, going through mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, doesn't have any friends. And it was like, oh, mops, like... It's built Laura's friendship great for that group in this and rooms. helps you get through everything really yeah honestly I well mean, the mentor moms are like it's mm. what it ought to be mentor yeah. mom's like totally. oh no you could totally do this yeah yeah yep. awesome. well worth it and I wish we we're gonna talk about mops today it would be so much easier <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about teens screens and porn uh, we met Susanna I met Susanna a couple weeks ago talking about this subject we are kindred spirits in kind of blasting it out there telling parents what's actually going on and then giving mm. resources right you know that's the interesting one i spoke at this parents group a couple weeks ago and so many parents afterwards were like thank you for giving resources yes. like so many people like pull the pen on a grenade throw it in the room and are like sorry and then right. run it's mm. like you have to give people you can't talk about a subject that's so hard and then not give resources out right. so at the beginning of the program i will say if you're signed up for the newsletter in the next newsletter we will have all of the resources we talk about today. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, if you text the word REBEL to the number 444-999. In the phone number area, it's 444-999. And then you, the message to text us is REBEL. It'll ask for your email address. Text your email address back. Then you'll be on the mailing list. You also will get all the resources. We only send out two newsletters a month. We do not blow up your inbox. I can't stand when that mm-hmm. happens. We protect it, we don't sell it, we don't share it, we don't give it out. It's very, very, very private. And 
you're not going to be able to write down every single resource we have throughout this program. Like there's right. so many resources on how to talk to your kids about sex, how to talk to them about porn, how to monitor phones, how to filter out porn from your family, like what you can do if you find out someone in your family is struggling with porn, whether it's a teen or a spouse, we've got resources for that as well. And they will all be in the next newsletter. Yeah, and I would just like, Susanna, for you to share a little bit of your story and your expertise and all the things that you do sure. so all our listeners can sure. get it. Yeah. Okay, so I became a social worker probably back in 2000, I think. Mm. Went on to wow. get my master's degree, and now I have my license, and I uh, have a little small practice, and then I have it on my heart to tell and talk with people and parents about how to keep their kids safe online. Yeah. Mm. So it's a huge, huge. you know, we always joke when I was growing up, the big joke was that (laughs) adults didn't know how to set the clock on the VCR or the microwave and constantly flash 12, 12, 12, right? That was like a big hacky stand-up comedy joke too. I mean, can you imagine dumping our parents into today with Snapchat and TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, like Facebook's old. Like there's tons of grandparents that are on Facebook. Like, what are you talking about? I use Facebook. Like, yeah, but there's 18 million other apps (laughs) And we talk to parents and they're just like, I know, I know, I just don't know what to do. Right. I know I should be doing something. And like with our home safe program, hoping something bad doesn't happen isn't a plan. Like we don't ride in a car and not put your seatbelt on hoping you'll get in an accident. You don't drive in a car and not have insurance hoping you never get hit. Like hope isn't a plan. This right. is not to make people paranoid, but it's to make them prepared mm-hmm. to protect their families. And that's why we're talking about the statistics, talking about what's actually going on. Yep. Helping people become more aware. That's right. And yeah. then giving you the resources so you can take yes. care of your family. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I started my mission. Actually, I felt like the Lord really put it on my heart when I realized that being a licensed clinical social worker and having the knowledge and resources I have was actually not doing it. I wasn't mm. even keeping my own kids safe. And so what's that like when it dawns on you like you because parents like one, I think I'm doing a good job. And two, I don't think my kid would do X, Y, Z like or I hope they wouldn't, you know, but then being in your life like it's with us. Like we talk to people about marriage and parenting and then we'll go through marital troubles and it's like, oh, my goodness, we're hypocrites. It's like, no, no, no. Everybody goes through this. (laughs) But what's it like finding that out? I mean, like, oh, actually, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's. Honestly, when I found it out, it was when I saw heard my son talking into a phone. At the time, he was had just turned four, and he was asking you to look up girls going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I literally cried most of the rest of the night. Yeah. I was so disappointed in myself. I was disappointed in my husband. I felt angry with my husband. And then I realized this isn't my husband's issue. It's our family's issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it feels good to place blame so that you kind of don't have to take the brunt of the responsibility. responsibility. But I really quickly realized that just because I'm a licensed social worker doesn't mean that I got it all together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my heart was, I went on the next six months researching, going to as many different shows, performances, whatever you want to call it, talks, live talks on internet safety. Mm. I flew out to Washington, D.C., went to a conference out in Washington, D.C., and I began to make it my heart's desire to help parents basically have an easier way to monitor their kids because... I found myself sneaking into my son's room at two o'clock in the morning. I found I was praying different nights. I'd wake up and felt like I needed to pray through the house. Mm. And I just felt unsafe. I felt I'm 
my kids were unsafe. Yeah. yeah. And your story isn't unique. That's the thing. Yeah. People hear that and they go, oh my goodness, it's not unique. Like right. we had a call from a ministry leader. He had a birthday party for his nine-year-old daughter. And unbeknownst to him, they went on YouTube. No, they went on Google and Googled the word butts. Because at that age, that's funny. Right. They weren't totally. doing yeah. it to do something yeah. bad. They weren't being malicious. They weren't being underhanded or, mm-hmm. or looking for bad pornography. Unfortunately, Google doesn't filter itself. And when they looked up butts, most of what came up was really bad porn. Right. And the way he found out was a couple weeks later, the rest of the parents started calling going, I found my kid looking at porn and they said they started at your house. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what? Like his ministry suffered, his reputation suffered, oh gosh. like let alone, then he finds out, oh, and my nine-year-old daughter at her birthday got into porn and it's been two weeks and nobody told me. Right. Yeah. right? Except for we're all struggling. We're yeah. all struggling. Mm-hmm. And I tell parents like, for those of you who are believers, right? We do have the Lord. And yeah. so mm-hmm. what has guided me the most is his motivation and his he's given me this desire to create resource lists, lists to help parents provide some safety monitoring. It doesn't make it easy. I'm not going to lie. This was difficult for us even when we had to backtrack and put some monitoring on my oldest son's phone. Sure. That mm-hmm. was a huge battle. And sent me into a spiral downward because I thought, how am I in this situation? Sure. Yeah. How am you I in this situation? Let's dive into that. This is the truth. There's a lot of parents listening now and they're going to be like, oh my goodness, I got to do something. Yeah. And so they're going to want to do a cell phone contract with their family and that's going to cause waves and yep. they're going to want to put some kind of monitoring system on their internet and on the phones and that's for sure going to cause waves. You just got to learn. You've got to ride that out. Like it's the, what's best for your family is what's best for your family. This is, it's best for your family. Are they going to kick and scream and yell? Yes. It's still best for them. And you're a parent. Like you ask parents, who's in control of the screens in your house? Right. You or your kids. And most of the time it's our kids. Let's be real. Right. Okay. So if you take your kid's phone away, I tell parents that I work with all the time, what would happen? Well, most of them would say, we're not taking our kid's phone away. That would be the end of the world, right? Yeah. But if you can't take your kid's phone away and you're not worried that something drastic is going to happen, we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you've got to be able to get control of your kid's phone. I am able to push a button and turn my kid's phone off. I'm able to see what their text messages are. I'm able to monitor Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. I allow my two older boys to have those because I am able to monitor it. I have peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm in control of my son's phone. And you're trying Mm -hmm. to teach them to be adults before they leave your home. Right. 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 You got to teach them how to, you got to teach them autonomy. And what we tell parents too is if your kids have a phone or a tablet, a laptop, something, they're going to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. You have to expect it to happen. Parents aren't perfect. Husbands aren't perfect. Wives aren't perfect. Kids are also not perfect. You have to expect them to make mistakes. And when they do, have a plan in place. Again, on the resource pack, we have all kinds of resources for what to do if you find out there's a problem or if they develop a problem Mm -hmm. or if whatever those things are, we've got, if you've got younger and younger kids, we've got the books that talk to you about how do you talk to your kids about sex? How do you talk to them about online porn at an early age without freaking them out or yes. telling them too much? Right. All those things are in the resource pack. 
Can I read you guys some quick statistics? Yeah. Well, real quick, I just okay. want to encourage everyone who is listening that maybe we were talking earlier, if you have given them the phone mm-hmm. already and it's already kind of ingrained in your family culture, that there might be those hiccups that we were talking about. Yeah. But I think as a mom, this is just a call to arms almost. Like you got to jump in the trenches and really take the time to yeah. teach yourself about the apps and to teach totally your children or your spouse or if you're a single mom listening to really take that extra time you know to figure out what is going on in your household yeah i mean if you're going to let your kids be on tiktok or snapchat or instagram things like that you ought to have an account oh for sure like or at least know how it works so that you can open it up on their phone yeah yep. follow their messages follow their videos i always ask and by my the way kids, that's just part of the contract if you're going to have a presence on social media Guess who's your first number one follower? Right. Mom and dad. Yeah. We're going to see everything you put out. You can actually set up Instagram as an ad account. So my kid's account is an ad account on mine. Mm-hmm. So all of their messages, because you can't actually filter the instant messages right. on Instagram. Right. Okay. Right. And so that's where we've had some problems with um that's where my son's inbox gets blown up with pornography every yeah. day. Yes. Okay. He gets messages every day from Laura, girls. By the way, Laura and pictures. Kristen know this too, because on our producer, Kay is Kristen on <laughs> our social media accounts, I get sent crazy stuff all the time. Yep, it happens all the You know where I get it too? Skype. It's all, I keep over. getting stuff from on Skype and I'm like, what? Like someone's like, Oh, Hey Ryan. I'm like, hey, Yes. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm home alone. Do you want me to send you pictures? They're like, I don't know you. Block, delete, go <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> go like away. I screenshotted it and sent to these two. Like, this is just what happened on Skype. Except for when you're 12. Yeah. Okay. Right. So when you're 12, that's not as easy to say. For sure. Yes. Yeah. So that's where we get caught. And the kids are innocently mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. get some information, figure out what they want to talk to them about. And it gets to the point of where... Now, Instagram, I think, is still rated the number one app for predators to search and find kids that are vulnerable, weak, willing to give pictures, and then they usually end up being blackmailed, get them farther into it. It starts a really big, nasty process that Mm. if your kid is going to be on Instagram, I would highly recommend that it's on your account or you're monitoring it regularly. You cannot block messages. Yeah. You can't. Now, if your child already has an account, can you change that to an added account on yours? You cannot delete um, accounts very easily on Instagram. It's like a gigantic process. So then you are going to have to know, okay, which account is my son using? Yeah. And that's where the monitoring that I recommend you use Mm -hmm. um, comes into place. And I use two different monitoring. I've been through a lot of different ones, but I tend to use Bark and Custodio. Yeah. I'll have links to all of these in the resource pack. And then we you have also, parents that are like driving hey, along, pulling over, writing down. What am I called? doing? What's what? it called? Texting Bark? themselves. Bark. Look up Bark. Look up Custodio. How do you spell it? By the way, it's all it's Custodio spelled so weird. It's like Q U S. Yeah, all this stuff. So again, just listen, hang out, be thinking, and understand. If you sign up for our newsletter, or if you are signed up for our newsletter. We will have all of these in the resource pack. It's Mm. totally doable. I work full time, right? Between my ministry and a day job, I actually am totally 100% being able to monitor four boys. 
And I have one baby girl. She's not really using the phone too much yet. Praise Jesus. But we will get there. But right now I'm being, I would say, fairly successful. I still have to have regular conversations with my older boys. Yeah. And I tell them, you know, your mom's not an idiot. Okay, so I know that we're all struggling here. Yeah, and um, it's a new era. You have to. Yeah, you have to talk to your kids about porn. It's this thing that our parents didn't have to do, or they didn't know they ought to do until right. it was far too late. Right. right. Today's parent, by the time your child is 18, 97% of boys have seen porn. Correct. 97%. And it's like, well, I hope we'll be the three. I hope you will too. It's just unlikely. Yeah. The it's other, just super the unlikely. Piece, so you got to talk to them about it. And. Most people aren't aware of this new sexting craze that's happening. Okay, but we're up to about the the last statistic I saw was around 40%, but I think that it could be anywhere between 30 and 40% will have or have seen nudity sent through text messages by the time they're 18. Yeah. Okay. okay. So 12 to 18 kids are really getting into this sending naked pictures type of stuff. For me, it's insanity. It is. Because when I was in high school, we had Polaroids, right? Like every now and then somebody would take a risque Polaroid photo. Every now and then. My friend was a teacher and one of his high school students left a nude photo on his car in a Polaroid. Oh really? yeah. Yep. Wow. And he's a good looking teacher, you know, Kids get a little nutty. He like literally walked from his car straight back into the office and gave it to the principal and was like, hey, this was on my car kind of thing. Those go away. Digital photos that we're taking today don't ever go away. It never goes away. I don't think kids understand the permanence Permanence of of the ones and zeros that make up those photos. That's why, to me, it's so scary. Like This could affect you for the rest of your lives, but we're in this this intermediate period where we don't understand it like that. We've not talked to our kids enough about it. And so they're doing it far more than we think that they are. Right. And I encourage parents to just begin. If you are, if your kid already has a phone, my encouragement to you is to start talking to your kids about, hey, bring a level of awareness of how long were you on your phone today? Mm-hmm. Have you downloaded any of these apps? And then there's a list of apps that parents really need to know about because Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok are known for really horrible things and I and if we get a second I'll read you those but the bottom line is is that there's always new apps every day my son just downloaded some death app the other day on his phone Mm. and it's a death counting app it's it came from my guess is a Halloween time frame but it went viral and it tells you when you're going to die I don't want my son thinking about things like that yeah right so I said what is this I said we didn't talk about this you shouldn't we know that's yeah. gone. Swipe right off, right? I have control over my son's phone. We've set up our phones that way so that anything they download on the tablet goes instantly to mine. And I see new things and I'm like, uh... No. No, I think we're not going to do that one. <laughs> that one. Right? Yeah. 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 I think the, the biggest key... You know what my son said? He goes, yeah, but when you download apps, it doesn't show it on my tablet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, whole part of being an adult, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. There's, there's free... some cool parts, right? right yeah. <laughs> I think it's just hard. I think it's hard to have these conversations with your kids. Most of the kids that I work with usually have some kind of big breakdown. I do tell parents to make sure you have resources, make sure you have support. 
It is really important that you and your spouse are on the same page. That part is huge. Yeah. Mm. What do you do when that's not the case? Especially or a in, single mom or a single dad. Well, if you've got right. a split family and one side is like, I don't care, they're fine. And they're trying to play, you know, either good dad or good mom kind of thing. Yeah. Like, cool mom, cool dad. Okay, like, so that part is so hard, mm. right? But what I would do is start reading some of these statistics to the other parent. Yeah, do that. Okay. Um, yeah. Read them I out. would say... Okay, so we differ on this. Can I read you a few st- mm-hmm. statistics, right? Like, Yeah, here, buckle here, up. This is a little... This is heavy, people. Yeah. So 92 million visits daily on porn sites, 25 billion searches, 50,000 searches per minute. These are U.S. statistics. 962 searches per second. I'm not even sure how to say this number, but I think it's a million forty-one three hundred twelve thousand five hundred two video votes just last year. In one year, that was more than the number of people that voted in the last presidential election. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Way. There was enough data used last year to fill the memory of every iPhone currently in use around the world. That's how much porn was downloaded. Yeah. Okay, so what they're saying is that 93... You think about the change. This is why it's... I just want parents to understand when we talk about this, I know how hard it is. I know it's so overwhelming. When I was young, VCR tapes just (laughs) came out for the first time. Pre Mm -hmm. that, it was you found a magazine in an alley or in the woods. It was always in the woods. I'm not sure why the woods was the place to hide porn, but it was the woods. Under your bed. You know, yep. under parents' beds, under big brother, you know, you know, beds kind of thing. Still limited. Still so, limited. so much more limited. Yeah. So much more limited. Right. Today, it's not just mm-hmm. the access is there 24-7. Mm-hmm. It's also targeted. Right. It's They're targeted. going after They're going you. after your kids. They're going after your husbands and wives. They're going after people regularly throughout the day. It's going after them. They're targeted. Mm. That's why it's imperative. You have to talk to your kids. Right. You've got to do that. If you're going to have a cell phone in your family, then you will have... Or any electronic any device. Any electronic right? yeah. device. Laptop, tablet, right. cell phone, right. smartphone. And a lot of these are a little bit harder to get to. Like Instagram, you can't really, um, on your desktop, that's harder to use. I don't yeah. know if you guys have yeah. tried, but it's really hard. But Instagram is a huge three clicks to porn. Three clicks to porn on Instagram. Okay, so it's not difficult at all for a 14 or 15-year-old boy to get yeah. on porn. And then Snapchat, TikTok, all those kind of things have access to it. The more concern there is like uploading pictures that can be deleted easily for kids. It's really hard to monitor. That's why we <laughs> use some of the monitoring devices on that. Sure. Um, That's the crazy one too with Snapchat. The perception is all those photos go away. Yeah, unless you take a screenshot of it. And then right. it tells the person you did, and the screenshot's still there. Mm. Right. Like, it's just harder for parents to monitor that, sure. that one yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. That one makes it a little bit more difficult to catch. Mm-hmm. So that's where the talking, like you said, comes into. Yeah, yeah. And, having a relationship. Mm. The being on the same page, cutting back to that really quick, I think the goal here is that you find ways to unite even amongst your differences, okay? Yeah. yeah. Because... You're both for your kids. And there's not one study, you guys, that shows that pornography is good for you. There's not one. No. Okay? Yeah. So there's no way that people could really disagree on that unless somebody's really struggling with it in the home. Okay? So that's where sometimes it gets downplayed or people will say, well, everybody's doing it. It's not that big a deal. Right. 
And I think the bottom you know, line is... The crazy part is, you know who's talking about it? It's not pastors. It's not church leaders. It's not Christians by and large. It is secular doctors. Oh, totally. I was listening to a podcast with Dr. Drew Pinsky. He does like celebrity rehab and celebrity intervention and things like that. He's actually a board certified addiction specialist. Mm-hmm. He deals with, he's a real MD. It's not like a TV doctor. He's a real MD. He was on the Mark Maron podcast. Mark Maron is a Jewish comedian who's also an atheist. Both of these guys are atheists. Okay. They were talking about the problems of the next generation of boys growing up because they were struggling in relationships because of pornography. Mm-hmm. Because of video games and pornography, they were meeting these perceived needs in their brain and it was making it harder and harder and harder for them to reach out and I'm driving along going to an event thinking why isn't the church talking about this why is it Dr. Drew Pensky and Mark Maron where I mean I don't know any pastors that are listening to that podcast right yeah. I've never heard of it but these are the guys talking about it yeah. that medical doctors saying we're in for trouble mm. we're in for trouble as a whole entire nation right yeah yeah um are you guys you guys are pretty familiar with fight the new drug right yeah. they yeah. have an awesome fight the new drug.com right documentary that you guys can go it's free and it talks about how pornography harms us three ways right one personally relationship wise two it would be within the community total as a whole mm-hmm. and then three well i'm sorry per your relationships mm-hmm. okay how you affect your relationships how it affects the community and what you're going to need to do to get yourself in shape Right. Yeah. So I would really encourage everybody to just go view what they try to get out there. They've worked hard and they have a lot of these doctors on there mm. that they interview where it talks about how it clinically can shrink your brain. That pornography has now been shown to actually shrink parts of our brains. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm working on my kids' brains not shrinking at all. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's already hard enough to navigate the world as it is. So I actually asked my son, who is 14, just last night to watch the first one with me. Mm. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to start navigating through some of those conversations because it does harm our brain, it does harm our community, and it does harm your relationships. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And I know parents are like, oh my goodness, are you kidding? I've got to have this conversation with my kids. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. And mm. there is a percentage of parents listening right now that when you install filtering software or the apps like Bark or Custodio, or you have the conversation with your kid, they're going to tell you they have a problem or you'll find it out. Mm-hmm. And in the resource pack, we point to Jeffrey Dean's book, Raising Successful Teens. He has a full chapter on what to do if your teen struggles with porn. By the way, I wish he would write that part for adults too. It's... <laughs> So comprehensive, yeah. but that will walk you through your family plan on what to do. Because a lot of kids know they're in trouble and don't know who to talk to. Well, and a lot of grown men do too, yeah. right? And yeah. women. And women. And women. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that when you use, I am such, I'm horrible at reacting, not responding, right? Yeah. So when we react and instead of responding, yeah. we shame people. Yeah. Right. And right, so right, right, right. I try to encourage people to not do what I do and react and react and react. Well, then I end up shaming my boys, yeah. not loving them into change, yeah. right? Well, yeah. and you're yeah. not alone in that. I think most parents listening would agree with you. Like, yeah, yeah okay, I get it. I've done it too. Yeah. Help me. Right. <laughs> Lead me. Guide me. Well, it's so, so scary. So I can. It is. It's you're scared. It's a fear yeah. based. That's the whole thing. We don't right. want to be fear based parents. We don't want to react, we want to respond. We want to have a proactive plan, not a reactive plan. Right. And it's that thing of, it's just that gut shot. Oh my goodness, I mm-hmm. didn't know. Yep, totally. You know, we tell people it feels like the end of the world. 
Right. It's not. Right. It it's isn't. most of the world. Yes. It's not the end of the world. It's most of the world. Right. It's just a sad thing. It's why, I mean, can you imagine being a pastor and going to your church congregation and going, just so you know, 80 to 90% of marriages struggle with pornography. And every wife and husband is like, well, <laughs> Like, they all, and then next Sunday you're going to do it on tithe, right? right. Like that's, yeah. no, who wants to do that? But if we did get to that place where we could talk that openly right. about it, yeah. so many marriages would be saved yes. and there would yes. be less shame and you wouldn't shame each other. Yeah. And then you'd be more open about it with your kids and we would win this battle. Yeah. Yes. Someday, you know, someday, right? That's what we hope to get to. Yeah. We just Amen. did a survey on the Rebel Parenting website, surveying all of our listeners and there was a chance at the end, it's anonymous, so they wrote anonymous notes at the very end, and a person just wrote the other mm. day, I so wish I could tell you how much porn has affected myself and my marriage. It's oh just gosh. destroyed it. You could hear the lament in the text. It was like, oh, my heart broke yeah. for how broken this family had gotten because of pornography. He's like, I, please tell people, please. Amen. You know, and it's like, that's why we do these programs. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't want to do these shows. Right. I, I wish I didn't have to do these shows, but I have to. You have right. to do this. You can't lie to parents. Yeah. It's why I'm not on traditional Christian radio, because they block most of these programs. Yeah. You can't talk about it. Safe for the whole family. Then you're not going to talk about porn. Right. You're not going to talk about addiction. You're not then talking we're not about being all those safe. things. Yeah. If we're not talking about porn, we're not being safe. Yeah. Well, real quick, I just want to ask as a mom, like you probably have studied a little bit more about TikTok. Mm-hmm. So what I know there's certain I don't think it's new, but it's fairly it's new. It's pretty to, new to some people. There's so many what people going, it? "What's what? TikTok?" TikTok is actually doing a little bit older than Snapchat. And I had parents that are like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay." Well, that's so let's I'll tell teach you, them. TikTok's not as popular now as Snapchat is. Okay, okay. not quite as. And if you use Facebook, you're considered old, right? Okay. So Instagram yeah. is the new. And then Snapchat is the way to talk message. People that hardly even text anymore in the age range of 12 to 18, they all snap. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So the. It's funny because TikTok is massive in my kids' school, Snapchat, not as much. Oh, maybe it's. Hmm, are you yeah. sure? Well, it's a small private school too, so. Well, I mean. We're not sure. Amongst oh. the junior high okay. at this point. I'm not okay. sure about high school. I don't have a high schooler, but amongst junior high, TikTok huge. Instagram's almost nothing. Right, not until high school. Right. You'll and see that more in high school. Snapchat's not like as, and I think probably it's because a lot of parents are like, mm, I don't know about that Snapchat thing. Well, right? TikTok is actually a little bit more user-friendly. Yeah. Okay, so it okay. will appeal to the younger ages, but I can tell you that TikTok has videos on there on how to do self-harm, how yeah. to hurt yourself. Mm. Um, it promotes really sexualized behavior. Yeah. Okay. Um, so oh my goodness, that's... My son is so upset with me right now for talking about this. But he was, all of his friends were on it. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. So I went on and was like, oh, no. Now, I have a TikTok account. And with its algorithm, I have liked so many very specific things that I don't get overly sexualized tweens and teens in my feed. Right. In the beginning, it was like, oh, my goodness. It just reinforced, no, And the kids know not, that, yeah. right? My son can actually say, Mom, I don't have, that stuff's not going to pop up my on mine because I'm not doing this and that. And I always say, okay, that's cool, show me. 
Right. There cool. you go. Show me. That's the next That's step. The Great. Next step. Let me get on your phone yeah. and look at it with you. I want to see all your videos you post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my kids made the funniest video. I have never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. I loved this video. Mm-hmm. Right. So I engage in it with them. Sure. Yes. Yep. So I yep. promote my relationship with him. As long as we're all on the same page, the one phrase I constantly use with my parents and my kids are keep it PG 13. Yeah. Right. It's a quick way to remind them if this isn't PG 13, you ain't posting it and you aren't looking at it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I encourage people to kind of stick in that line site. Yeah. That's absolutely. a great key mark and distinction. There's so many to parents are like, by. what do you mean? Keep it PG. Some <laughs> family are like, keep it G. Yeah. Uh, we had a mom okay. at the parents event I was at recently and they were talking about when is it okay to give your kid a phone, a smartphone. Mm. Okay. And they're like, well, we think around eighth grade. And one mom's like, oh, I've told all my kids they're not getting until they're 18. And I was like, well, it's your house. I think that's going to be a problem. It will be. And, and okay. I, I don't mean any offense by that. And if we could some way protect our kids, we'd all be doing it. Of right. Course. Right. We would put them in a bubble yeah. and mine would never come out. Yeah. But okay. you've got to teach them to be adults right. before yeah. they get out of your house. They have to know how to manage the Internet. They yeah. have to know how to manage social media. It's a new phase of parenting. And, and how important is self-control? Them to, yeah. Expecting them to make mistakes. Yeah. Expect it. It's not. That's the thing where it's like, well, I hope they don't. I hope they don't, too. They yeah. will. Right. Everybody does. I yeah. have a very small group of friends that close, like just three really close girlfriends that I feel safe with, mm-hmm. that I talk to them about. We pray together. Mm. I'm able to tell them what my kids are struggling with. I know there's no shame. And those kind of support networks yeah, yeah, are yeah. huge yeah, for parents. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because right, you've right. got to be able to say, my son... I saw him, I caught him looking at porn last night. I need you guys to all pray with me. How do I handle this? How do I talk with him about it? Totally. And I know that my words and what I tell them is safe. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it's huge for parents. We call that closed mouth friends. Yeah. Not going to spread it around, but they're going to be right there with you on their knees at home praying for your kids like you're praying for their kids. Yes. Yes. Everybody needs those types of friends. It's Mm. huge. And by the way, when you go through the hard time of your kid's finding out your kids looking at porn, you'll find out who those friends are. Right. Like it'll stink. Right. And the ones that remain, you're like, ooh, I've got really good friends. Right. You know what I mean? I do want to just go back really quick and just say that what I do recommend parents about the whole phone thing, there are phones out there that don't have internet access all the time, right? Because we say now that I think it's 95% of kids 12 to 18 have a smartphone Mm -hmm. and 45% of them have access online 24 seven. So if your kiddo, if you're trying to decide if your kids should get a phone, you should ask yourself, what is your life like right now? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to monitor your child's phone successfully? Sure. Are you going to be able to spend the time to do it? And are you going to be able to afford to download these monitoring devices? Yeah. yeah. And where's your spouse at? Like, yeah. Evaluate all Those of these great. things yeah. before and can you, hold you a make boundary? the decision. Yeah. That's right. Can you set a boundary and That's hold right. it? Because there ought to be a cutoff time. Like, we're going to turn off the internet at 8.30 and it'll turn back on at 7 in the morning. That's right. Like, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. You know, now there's a, a computer downstairs in the living room. If you need to finish homework, fantastic. Do it there. Right. But tablets and phones won't be on from, you know, nine at night. Or not to, in your room. Or yeah. next to the, their right. head as they sleep. I made sleep. my oldest son for a long time set up his entire Xbox at our kitchen table. Yeah. Because... I knew I could monitor everything he was doing when he was at the kitchen mm-hmm. because I was there, right? Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> so you can be creative if you can't afford a, a downloading an app to monitor it. There are ways to monitor Xbox, Netflix, and YouTube. There's, and I'll give you all those links yep. and resources. There's ways to do that. It just takes time and commitment. Yeah. Wow. And that's what we're asking so parents to do. And so that's what people aren't doing, though. Right. That's, those are the two things, the lack of time mm-hmm. and their commitment to have it happen. Yeah. But and we can all relate, its, right? Place, yeah. it's hard. Oh, for sure. It's hard as a parent. Oh, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Crazy. Like, this is what we do for a living. It's hard for us. Yep. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, of course, it's hard for everybody else. We study this all the time. Still hard for us. Mm-hmm. Like, right. keeping up with it. Yes, it's hard. And the companies that we recommend, we've got Covenant Eyes up there on the screen. The for companies sure. we recommend are also working with parents. You know, I do recommend Covenant Eyes. How about that? Yep. Um, I do, too. I'm like, I stand behind them 100%. There's lots of software out there that I don't recommend. I just don't know if legally I'm allowed to badmouth them on there. I don't yeah. think so. So, we, But we, here at Rebel Parenting, in our house, poor Laura, we were trying another piece of software. And so I would have her test, like, the big three on porn. The top awesome. three, yeah. And it wasn't blocking it. And I'm like, if you're not blocking the big three, I'm not going to give the names out. But if you're not blocking this, you're not blocking anything. Yeah. Right. You're not blocking some random right. URL, right. you know, off the internet. If you're not blocking these things. And it's like, we paid so much money for this service. It was complicated to install, and then it didn't work. Right. And, and that's why we work with Covenant Eyes, because it actually does work. It's an easy price. It's easy to install. It doesn't work on Chromebooks, but it ver- works on virtually every other system out Which there. Which is important, though, because Chromebooks is now used on tablets in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not all schools are willing to monitor, right? Can you, so that's just it's, crazy. Libraries don't monitor. Libraries don't? Yeah. Most I thought libraries, those were safe places. <clears throat> nope. Just kidding. Yeah. You know, they have that <laughs> safe place right when you're in the library. Yeah. So there's it's 16 states right now in America that have come together and have declared pornography a public health harm oh finally good we're not one of them of course not so so there are some organizations in Colorado Springs that I'd love to introduce you with because I think you guys would be huge in making this a movement in Colorado which would then um say okay we got to get stuff on our library okay schools need to partner with parents how can we build that partnership right Mm. I actually and for those listening I speak on this stuff all the time like if you want me to come out to your church or your school or your community and talk about this I'm more than willing to do that Mm -hmm. and it's huge it's huge just even just beginning to talk about it right in our community Mm -hmm. so there are ways that we can as a community stand up and i i believe that starbucks actually um banned um pornography on there do you know why i don't know why people were looking at porn in starbucks okay well crazy mm. like not on headphones like you could hear people doing it oh the stories that came out was insane like who is that insensitive and unknowing I and think that, it's just we're at that Well, that's place. where the culture has yeah, turned. That's I mean, where it's we're just at. Like so the, bananas. Well, we had a young youth. He was a youth leader, and he was really trying to get help. You know, and he he went to his pastor, and or associate pastor, I think it was, and said, you know, hey, I'm struggling. I really want to get help. And he kind of just patted him on the back and said, well, welcome to the club. Like almost like didn't support him. And this was in a in a church right and so it's just like you saying they're watching it in starbucks i'm like yeah of course yeah. even when we as the church we don't know what to do oh welcome to the club sorry you struggle with it like every other person right. or you know i know it's now yeah. becoming 
prevalent with women and young girls and everything. So there's so many topics. I mean, it's like you guys shared your your rules on not spending the night and the reasons why. I think that's huge. Yeah. And I think what rebel parenting is doing is huge, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're getting out these tough subjects that people need more resources to say, how does a church stand up together and begin talking about it? You know what? I'm going to put it this way. When I was young, we rode in the back of pickup trucks all the time. Totally. That was common practice. It was fun. Gone to the beach, back of a pickup. With your boogie boys. Hanging out with friends, back of a pickup. Like we've done that so many times. It's illegal federally across the United States. You cannot ride in the back of a pickup anymore. It's illegal because we all know it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. It's not worth the risk. What's the risk of it in a car accident? Actually, not not huge, but that risk is so great. That's what sleepovers are. We mm. just don't want it to be true. We want it to be okay, and it's not. Right. It's just so. Is it going to happen every time? No. But it's going to happen enough times to where the risk is too great. Right. Like we talked about, we were with a bunch of friends over the weekend, and I know some of them are like, "You'll let your our kids spend the night at your house, but you won't let your kids spend the night at our house." And I'm like, "Yep, that's me." Like they didn't ask that question, but I just brought it up and I go, "Listen, we've got two forms of filtering in our home. We don't let screens in bedrooms. All screens are downstairs. We don't do any headphones." on screens, uh, on games uh, or tablets. We check every single thing our kids are watching all the time. I'm awake the entire time. My kids are awake when there's somebody spending the night. I wait until they're sound asleep and I check on them before I go to bed. There's never a screen in a bedroom for any kid. Like I have a billion things I do. I don't want to ask you all that. And everyone laughed. It was like this, like, (laughs) I'm glad you're not asking me all those questions. (laughs) Because nobody... Virtually no one's doing that. I'm doing that here. And Mm -hmm. you know what? There's still a risk, but it's that much less because I know I'm being crazy vigilant in my own house. But I don't, I would say, honey, it's not even crazy nowadays. That's just, this this should be standard practice for most parents. I'm sorry to say, but I think that is the stage we're at. If you want your child to have a great relationship and to have all that. For places where there's going to be like a birthday party and a sleepover, I'll do late pickup. I did. I just did it this last weekend. Yep. Yeah. Late pickups My are totally fine. My oldest son was like, "Mom, just pick me up at 10. Yeah. And I said, "Done. Done right. deal." Yeah. You know, yep. we'll be there. And I explained to his the friend's parents, "Sorry, we just don't usually do sleepovers." There are a couple parents that I've known the entire school history of time that I let one of my kids go to, um, but I'm super picky about it. And if you ask my kids, they'll tell you I'm the most overprotective mother in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I just deal with that criticism every day. I'm like, could yeah. care less what you have to say. Right. Well, and this and, is the hard part. The hard part for me too is mm-hmm. they don't stop asking if they can spend the night at people's homes. Like we right. get texts from other parents, like, "Hey, is it okay if Lincoln?" Have you guys it? changed nope. your views on that yet? Haven't uh, changed no. our views on it. Yeah. Right. Sorry. There's just a whole lot of risk and not a lot of help when you're not there, right? Yeah. yeah. The other piece that you brought up that I just thought of is that, you know, the whole video game, everybody always brings that up with me. Like, what do you recommend with video games and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, right? I bet. Well, I do want to just say throughout there really quick that social media is actually a positive thing too, right? Yes. It helps people connect. Yes. And social media can be used on gaming. And these kids, my son has so much fun 
on some of his games. I love watching him engage with 16 friends or however many kids are playing with on there. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I just want to remind parents to just be wary of they create different games, applications and all that kind of stuff now by studying how dopamine comes out in the brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if a certain response in a video game or anything like that gets a dopamine reaction, they increase it. Yep. Yep. So when you are allowing your kids to be on these things, just be weary that your kid is actually getting dopamine pleasure responses, which means they can connect more to video games than they can in real life, right? Yeah. So there has Mm. to be some limitations on that as well. Just like they say, pornography is the same thing. You literally bond. You can bond with your computer. Yes. We haven't talked about that in a long time. So there is a chemical reaction in the body when you have sex with your spouse or anybody and that chemical response is a bonding, connecting chemical reaction to mm-hmm. bond you to another person. It was designed mm-hmm. to be that way. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. participate in that with a computer and a screen, you bond to a scenario or a situation instead of a person. And so it isolates you further and further and further away from people and more and more and more to the electronics, mm. to the computer, to the tablet. And the process of breaking that bond and rebonding with a person is a long process, but yep. it can be done. Yes. That's what we tell people. Practice. Yeah. Well, there's lots of, I mean, we've talked to the doctors on this one of like, there's certain eyes that you look in, there's certain rhythms that you, I mean, it is a lengthy process, but you can retrain the brain. Yeah. To actually that's in our have resource those pack. The 36 questions to okay, fall deeper again. in love. Mm-hmm. And oh, you stare awesome. at each other's left eye. Left eyes. Which I don't understand yeah. all really? the things. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, it's like the <laughs> totally. science now of. So if I go home and stare at my husband's left eye, we'll bond better? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to read We have this. super nerd mm-hmm. doctors that okay. like help us because families need this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wives are like, what? What's going on? You know, well, even kids are like that. Like yeah. I yeah. once came home and I said, I want you guys to each invite three friends to come over tonight and hang out. This is ridiculous. You're on too much of this or whatever they were doing at the time. Yeah. yeah. They, you should have seen the look on their face. Right. They were like to our house. Yes. To our house. I need you to invite three friends over. Mom, we're not doing that. Who's going to come over and hang out? What are we going to do? I said, okay, fine. I am not going to, I'm not making dinner. And I am not going to let you guys do this, this, and this until you have three friends over at our house. So if they're not here by seven, then I'm not making dinner. Yeah. So you're going to be on your own and I'm not participating in any fun activities. My oldest son was like, Mom, you got to be kidding, right? I said, I am not kidding. I said, if you do not have three friends over here by 7 o'clock tonight, we are going to have some serious problems and you will actually be in trouble. Yeah. And so it took them a minute to yeah. like get it together. Like, okay, what are we going to do? Who should I invite? How do yeah. I look cool? Yeah, who should I invite? So mm. by 7 o'clock that night, I had 11 kids and we played spoons all night long. Oh, I love that. Nice. You guys, it was the funnest Hilarious. night. Hilarious. Then we had a ping pong tournament. They mm. had the best night of all nights, okay? So now we It's so unusual for them at that age. Like mm-hmm. we didn't sit on a screen for 6 hours at my friend's house. Right. No, we played games. Right. Like we yeah. did something different. Yeah, or we went out and did all kinds of stuff together. We went yeah. to the movies, we went to the park. When you can't let our kids do that anymore. It right. is it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, things have changed. So, I mean, it took our kids to kind of a little bit of practice. My son's starting to get into the dating realm of things and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want you to actually practice calling somebody on the phone, mm-hmm. like calling and having a conversation because yeah. they don't do it. Right. 
They don't do it. So They're I said, texting. you can't have a relationship with a girl unless you're going to have a conversation on the phone. Mom, nobody does that. Well, you're going to. You're going to. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, that's the thing. My parents taught me, you know, open doors, pull chairs out, pay for things, open car doors, you know, do the thing. Nobody does that. Yeah, but you'll be different. Right. You'll be liked right. more because of it. They right. will feel more special. You'll have a better relationship because of that if you do it. You teach your kids to talk on the phone. Call somebody. Have a conversation. Right. Don't just text. But nobody does that. You're going to. Right. And you'll be better right. for it. Mm. That's yeah. what I say too. Well, we did hear because I asked, we had a specialist on and I asked, well, is it okay if for connection if they're FaceTiming each other why they play the video game? Because I thought, oh, well, that's a little bit better. At least there's another human being there. And he said, actually, no, they still need the one-on-one yeah. contact of communicating, looking at each other in the eye. Right, because there's being... more pressure on him. And now it's like it's pressure to have a conversation. It's just silly. Yeah. Because they don't know how to have a one-on-one conversation without the support of their their homies right yeah. on yeah. the phone. Yeah. Right. So I just told my son, he's in high school now. I just said, you know, you can't live the rest of your life on your phone. You're not going to text your boss on a regular basis. You're going to have conversations with your boss. Mm-hmm. So these are normal things that we're going to practice, even though you're acting weird about it. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and I'm not a crazy person. I'm just a normal mom. And we all want that for our kids. Yeah. 100%. For sure. Awesome. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, just so the parents that are listening now that didn't hear it earlier, if you text the word rebel to the number 444-999 in the phone number area, it's 444-999. The message is rebel. It'll ask for your email. When you send your email in, you'll be on the newsletter. We send out twice a month. We don't share it. We don't sell it. We don't give it away. But all the resources we've talked about today will be in the next newsletter. And all the resources. Can we in the packets or online give some of the stats because I know the stats oh, are sure. oh yeah really I'll have I'll send, I have a fact sheet that I'll mm-hmm. just give it to you totally. just because I think that's so eye-opening to the mom who's sitting there maybe or the dad sitting there going like oh it's not gonna affect my family yeah. we're, we're we're not into that I don't let them play video games or mm-hmm. I don't let them on social media and sure. it's like well their friends are on it <laughs> And if it's not K, yours let's change the schedule so we put this on immediately mm. Otherwise, I'm going to have to wait another month or two to remember to put it out in the next newsletter following that. So let's just put this on immediately. Yep. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Susanna. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate your work. Thanks for coming here. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. We got tons of responses today. So I really appreciate it. Cool. Awesome. Thank God bless, you. Rebels. Bye, have everybody. A good day. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Thanks for sharing this with your friends and family. Thanks for protecting your loved ones from porn whenever and wherever you can. You can get a discount at CovenantEyes.com. Their software using the code word REBEL get you a free month. Thanks to Susanna for coming on talking about this. Thanks to the Voice of the Martyrs helping support this cause. The Voice of the Martyrs at Persecution.com helping those being persecuted for our gospel for more than 50 years. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.